What did you eat for breakfast? I ate oatmeal with chocolate. Welcome to episode 58 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast, sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, and a host of other promotional products. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn more. For the time being, I'm changing up my format a bit to take a little time before the podcast to comment on current events. I mentioned at the end of the last episode that I have up until now avoided political or similar commentary and tried to keep my content a positive influence on my audience and potential listeners. The current civil rights situation as of June 2020 has prompted me to at least discuss the world from my own perspective in an attempt to encourage a positive change outside of music and more directly. Last week, I was having a really hard time with my mental health, becoming quite overwhelmed by the blatant disregard for people's lives and the absolute inequality we still face despite centuries of work. I am dedicated to educate myself further, and so I watched the documentary 13th on Netflix, which discusses the apparent abolition of slavery, which in reality just turned into the prison complex and quote-unquote legal slave labor. I, I would implore you as a starting point to watch this documentary, learn about the lobbying group ALEC and how the statistics of prison population in the U.S. compares with the rest of the world, and also look into the financial interests involved in the prison complex. I challenge you to look within yourself and audit your own value system, then go out and vote. Contribute to your local and larger communities in whatever way you can that lifts your fellow human beings up and supports a positive change. We saw what we could do as a planet in the initial months of the pandemic. Let's use that momentum to help social justice gain even more momentum. This episode, we catch up with Oriana Setz from episode 19, who is currently on an extended artistic retreat in New Zealand with her partner, a musical collaborator who is himself from the country. We discover how Oriana's new album is being received, the challenges of exploring a country and performing amid a global pandemic, and some tips for running the business of being a musician, especially on the road. Additionally, Oriana shares the project she's working on, the plans for new music she's writing, and finally, some stories and concepts behind the meaning of some of her music. Welcome to another episode of Music on Your Own Terms. Today, um, joining me for the second time uh, from the future is uh, Oriana Setz, um, who's all the way in New Zealand right now. So how are you doing? Hi, thanks so much for inviting me to your show again. Uh, New Zealand is great. I'm really happy I, I, I took this little vacation holiday, I don't know, creative <laughs> creative moment to come to the other side of the world and explore a bit. Awesome. So uh, what prompted you to visit? I mean, was this prior to COVID or was it like... I came here in November of last year. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, so the plans were to stay here for six, seven months. And it really was um, something that I wanted to do to kind of get my creativity, my creative juices flowing, you know, just kind of get out of the routine, get out of the city and go somewhere else, connect a little bit more with myself and nature. So it's, it's been really nice. 
it's, it's a, yeah so it's a creative musical retreat then yeah <laughs> awesome i like that um so so do you have to worry about any uh, visas for that or is it just like yeah i'll just come over and yeah, uh, so my partner, who's a musician too, and we play together and stuff, is from here originally, so it was not uh, too hard okay. to get kind of like a a working visa through him, and it's something he wanted to do as well, so I was like, okay, perfect timing, perfect just place to go, really the other side of the world, I've never been around. <laughs> and Yeah, it's, it's def- definitely on my, on my list, list for, sure. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it had a good reputation, I really... I really wanted to see if it, if it was true, all the, all the good things, huh? <laughs> have you visit? Have you visited the um, the Shire? Not yet. It's been so hard to get tickets, and now I don't know when it's gonna happen. But yeah. it's always full. Right. But I'm definitely going there. <laughs> awesome. So uh, yeah, so let's catch up. Since uh, I talked to you in episode nineteen, um, so you've got uh, an out a full album out now. So let's let's there i mean how was that process and how's the uh, how's the reception been it's been it's been really nice to see what people like you know because it's different to have this vision and say okay maybe this song or i like this song more or you know kind of like my projection of my project and then it's really nice to see how people receive it if if they agree with me in a way if they think this right. is the song you know that kind of stuff but it's been really nice to see that um, I've reached different types of, of uh, audiences and that there's not just like one song that people liked and that's it, you know? I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that some of, like some people's favorite song is one that I didn't expect at all because it's not like the most commercial or, you know, kind of typical thing to happen is that you have like a couple really good songs and then the rest is kind of like no one knows about those songs even for for famous really well-known respected artists so so yeah that's been really nice and the idea of the project uh, metamorphosis uh, or metamorphosis was to embrace this these changes in one's life the process not just the result uh, but the becoming so that's why i wanted to to represent that not just in the lyrics of the songs and the content, but really the, the music as well, the instrumentation, the kind of mix of genres that have been a process in my musical growth and journey. So yeah, I think it matched all these different, this concept kind of went beyond just the lyrics, but also the music. Sure. Yeah, and then we, we did, uh, we talked at length about how you know, you'd moved to Boston and you'd found, you know, the, the culture shock and, you know, so that, that speaks volumes about, you know, that is a metamorphosis. So that, that obviously, uh, I'm sure that played a lot into it. Um, yes. yeah. yeah. So are there any, um, specific like stories or concepts of, of songs that you want to talk about that stand out? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the, um... The main song, of course, is uh, the song that's titled like the album, Metamorphosis, um, which I was a bit nervous to share because um, it's about being vulnerable. And that song I wrote when I was in a moment of a bit of a, of a crisis, a bit of, you know, I mean, going to, to school, to a music school that's so, it's, it's a really good music school, but 
with that, the perks of that is that it's really stressful. Competition is is huge, and, and you, you get a lot of. I mean, a lot of people get a lot of like self doubt, and you don't know if you should be doing that. You know, all this crisis. So, um, I think in my last year, I got a bit of that, and also a little bit scared to graduate and go to the real world. So right. I, I wrote Metamorphosis, and it was about kind of letting myself move on. You know, just move on from 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 any type of grief, from any type of kind of negative energy and just let myself turn into what I needed to become. So uh-huh. um, the lyrics, the chorus, it says, uh, it's like I've been rejecting that metamorphosis, but now I'm, uh-huh. I'm caressing my, my wings, like kind of letting myself grow and letting myself do what I, whatever I need to be doing. Thanks, a lot sure. of self-care and I also invite that. I think it's a song that people need to hear because um, it's just a very workaholic culture and we need to sometimes just be reminded that we need to take a break and we need to take things slow and that the world's not going to end if I'm not the best at my career or my profession. You know, yeah, there are other things that, that are human and that you need to, to value and take care of. Right, and we find ourselves in a situation where that's almost forced upon us now anyway. So, I mean, uh, so on that note, I mean, have you, have you, you know, even even though I, I imagine New Zealand's not been affected quite so much just because of its remoteness, um, sort of, um, but, and I have been paying attention, so it's not really that, you know, the COVID situation really hasn't hit that hard there, thankfully. Um but have you that said, have you found challenges, you know, going to New Zealand and touring around and playing playing music or, you know, how's that been going? So at first I was a bit um, scared of not finding a Latin American community or a community that would um, kind of receive my music because I didn't really move here for the music scene. I moved here for something else. So I was like, OK, let's see what happens. Uh, so my first show was in the Victoria University in Wellington, uh, yep. and it was really nice because I found a lot of, it was very diverse. So it reminded me of what I I call home, or you know, of Boston and and people from all over the place, all different kind of styles and personalities. So that was really great, um, and people liked it. Um, so that was really cool because I was not expecting any type of results. I was like, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. And yeah, I, I was happy to hear that they, they, they enjoyed it in a way because there's less of kind of Latin folk and that kind of stuff. It was more exotic. So it was, right. they really liked it and stuff. It was like they had never That's heard cool. something like that. So I was like, okay, that's sweet. But it was still familiar because it's still kind of poppy and indie rock and yeah. stuff. So that's been great. And I have only been able to play uh, acoustic sets. So that was a challenge. Because uh, back in, in the US, I had my band. And I can I do enjoy a bit more to play with a full band. I have, you know, yeah. you have more colors, more more options. And right now we were only playing uh, with guitar and vocals. So we kind of had to get a little creative with what we could get, what we could do with sure. those two instruments. So how's that? How have you found the... Uh you know, changing your arrangements and, and things like that for the songs. So has it kind of opened your eyes to, 
new ways of interpreting the songs that you already wrote? Yeah, you know, that's definitely true, especially for songs like A Little Bit Blinder, that's more on the rock end of the spectrum, especially yeah. if you just hear the, the result in the original track. Uh, but it's kind of going back to the way the song started. When I just wrote it, it was just okay. guitar and vocals. Uh, so when I play it on live, it doesn't have maybe that, that super huge energy and that kind of grit, but it has something else. It's a bit more like, like dramatic or a bit more folky and like um, sure. reflective. So it's kind of cool to see how the songs change just by changing the, the arrangement. Absolutely. Yeah, so you, you, you did say um, earlier that you, uh, you'd been writing a lot. So have you, uh, like, can you, can you um, speak to what the, the next album is going to be about? Or are you not that far in the process yet? Like, yeah. What what are you finding? What are you finding yourself writing about? Let's say. So I had two projects going on. First, the songs I've been writing after I finished uh, Metamorphosis, and then the songs that I said I was gonna write based on my experience and my trip. So like the New Zealand trip kind of songs. Um, because I, I was inspired by this Chilean band who went all over, like from tip of the north to the south uh, of Chile. And yeah. they wrote all these different songs that they were called like, oh, ancestors and volcanic stones and things like that. And I was like, this is so cool. They, they like this album was because came after the trip and, and after this journey. So I, I really wanted to do the same here. Sure. And what, what was that band called? Ah, they're cool. It's a whole thing. Arranquemos del, del invierno. Something like that. Something like, let's let's run away from the winter. Oh, I, I'm not sure. It's like a whole a whole thing. It's really kind of folky. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. They're quite, they're quite interesting. And I think they even recorded on the, on the go with, I don't know what microphones, but it was really cool. So I kind of wanted to do the same. And I said, okay, if these guys could do it, I could do it too, you know? With I got one microphone uh, and... All like my partner's an arranger. I write songs. Okay, we got this. So, uh, yeah, I've been writing. For instance, there's this song that came to me, and it's kind of a Spanglish song <laughs> called uh-huh. "Put the Lights Out," and it's something that came up because there's this, there's this. Um, it's like a, it's like a little warm that that shines in the darkness. That's bright blue, and there tons of them and you can find them like in caves and in different parks and it's like a whole touristy thing here in New Zealand yeah. but then you can also find them in any random park or you and some guy went to this cave was kayaking one day and found this cave full of them so I was like okay that's super cool and and the idea came from there like you had to turn the lights off to turn off the lights to to really be able to see and appreciate this so then that that song came from there it's about something else, like something completely different, but I really like the metaphor and I thought I could develop it. So Nice. So that's one of my little songs that are still in, in process. That that's awesome. That um and and that's funny because I, I keep finding ways to kind of circle back into previous episodes. And uh, one of the first bands that I uh interviewed back in episode seven was the band from Boston called The Lights Out. So, oh sweet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my 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 good friends up there. So yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So the other thing I wanted to ask you is, um, 
you know, we, we're talking about your new music. Uh, I mean, do you have do you have a plan to actually record that while you're over there and just do the stripped down kind of acoustic one, or are you making plans to make more of a an album like Metamorphosis, where it's it's bigger production and more instruments? So, um, I was thinking about the same thing. <laughs> At first, I was just gonna, you know, record. I'm sorry, write, not record, because I didn't have many equipment and it was a little bit limiting. But uh, after quarantine, <laughs> quarantine happened, and then I was offered to work on a project uh, called Gustavo Stereo. That's in honor of one of the most influential artists of all times in, in uh, Latin rock and rock in Spanish. That's uh, Gustavo Cerati. I was going to ask you about that. I did see that. Yeah, so Gustavo Cerati was this guy, this guy that was like um, like a god of rock in Spanish. <laughs> the Argentinian guy. And uh, this project that I'm working on is uh, something that I took and for the first time I'm going to produce everything from home. Uh, work with some instruments, uh, some real instruments, some instruments are samples. Um, but we've gone full on enormous production with all these different instruments, uh, like with an entire string quartet going on and a choir, like all this stuff that I was not sure if it was going to work out. But I'm glad we accepted the project because it's it sounded pretty well. Now we're really finishing, just editing a bit some some vocals, and then we'll ha- very soon we'll have it mastered and mixed, and that's it. So I'm really happy to know that I can do this on the go, even even when I brought very little thanks to New Zealand to start with. So cool. so yeah, I mean I, so I I'm so- imagining. I mean I'm really willing. I really want to do the same with my songs, to the songs I've been writing start arranging them and recording stuff from here awesome yeah so um can you tell us a little bit more about uh, gustavo I, I guess he had a stroke and then was in a coma and this is like a tribute cover album yes right? he was he was in a coma for years uh, then, then he passed away and it's been 10 years since he entered in a coma so the idea is that this album is um released on his birthday that's in august okay and multiple different artists from different places are gonna do a cover of, of his songs. So he had his solo career as Gustavo Cerati, but before that he had his band uh, Soda Stereo. So they became huge and then he went to like solo career. And it really is um, recognition to, to all that music, you know, from in the band and, and solo career, both really great. Um, so I'm just really happy to be to be part of this. Also, I know that his son is also involved in this project, so that's really cool. Cause awesome. I don't know to see the <laughs> these people's like children become musicians and and I don't know honor the, honor his work. Awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah. How are you finding keeping up with your business and your you know your social media and all that stuff while you're like quote-unquote away or are you really not seeing a difference so i haven't seen much of a difference because i have always had my target on latin america anyways and i've been away for four years so i'm glad i was a bit prepared but then still uh, when i get when i got here and then when the coronavirus happened and all that um i decided i was going to start doing even more social media um, so I always think in terms of, okay, what time of the day is in America or in Ecuador and I'll do some live sessions and I did have some, 
some like live shows via Instagram and, and all the social media stuff, or some master classes about songwriting and, and this and that. So I guess that's kept me present in a way because people are, you know, everyone's connected all the time. So it's kind of right. like I was there. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like trends in social media, what are you seeing anything like new developments or new platforms that you might be taking advantage of? Yes, quite recently I opened an account in TikTok and I had heard of it before, but I was like, okay, let's see. I mean, sometimes having two, the, the main two I use Instagram and Facebook and sometimes I'd feel like, okay, that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> But TikTok seems to be a good place for, for musicians nowadays, so you know, we'll try that out. Other 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 ages of, of I mean other people are watching that, are using that, like younger people. So I was like, okay, cool, let's let's do that. So to spread the word and the music. Yes. Um and how how are you managing your, your merch, like quote unquote on the road? Are you you know, did you have a, a big merch outlet um going into um you know south america or was there like a a spreadsheet kind of equivalent over there that you were using to source and how's that working out where you are now so what i'm doing is um shipping but i still brought a bunch of stuff with me for concerts and live shows and all that stuff um or friends or whatever but yeah the merch right now it's not like it's not not much happening there, but that's okay because I'm also in the process of of printing the physical copies of Metamorphosis, and I was gonna be back in Ecuador very soon, so I was like, okay, I'll just print it out there. Now plans have changed, so who knows when I'm gonna be back? <laughs> Whenever we're allowed to travel again, <laughs> so it might be another six months. But we, we, just, we just don't, don't know, know at this point. point. Yeah, you can't put a date to it. Yeah. but it's okay we'll we'll adapt and and that's fine too <laughs> yeah absolutely what what i was going to ask you is we we didn't touch a lot on uh what you studied at berkeley did you do any business courses yes i did study a major called professional music what that means is that you get basis of production and uh, yeah. legal aspects and music business because that's really, I mean, every every musician, every artist really should know the basis of, of those three things, right? So, and then on top of that, you would choose other things like performance and songwriting, which is what I did. And usually if you just do the performance major or the songwriting major, you don't get any of, you don't have to take any classes like production, business, legal aspects. But that really helped me out to, to, to become an entrepreneur. Um, helps you get more organized you know where to start. So yeah, I took a few classes at the at my last year and that, that really, really helped. Cool. And what, what are the uh, the major takeaways that you, you've been applying in your business? <sighs> well, first, not get frustrated because the first year is all, it's always losses. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and just write everything down, have everything organized, you know. What, how, how much I'm selling, how much I'm spending, like on producing the music, the music videos, um, learn how to do things yourself as well. That's a huge, just kind of general thing to learn and to really let it sink in. It's like, okay, 
Um, it's my project. No one else is going to care as much as I do, so I have to be behind everything. Even if I don't know how to make a music video, I need to learn how to do that so that I can find the right people to help me. And that I can be involved sure. in that process and I can know when it's good quality and when it's not. So really, I've learned a lot, um, not just in school, but then after that, uh, recording the, the songs, I learned a lot about voice production, about arranging, um, making music videos. I, I did a few of my music videos on my own later on. And, you know, just kind of be the, the, the person who, who knows a bit of everything. That right. really is the most important thing. Awesome. Um, so, at the, I mean, at the end of the interview, I like to, uh, you know, play a, play a song. And obviously we heard, uh, I think we, we heard uh, Pendulum Effect in the last episode, if I'm not mistaken. So let's talk about what, it, what what's the song that you want to um, play at the end of this episode? Um, we could go with uh, Tres Paredes y Un Grito. Okay. So what's that? So could you tell us the story of that? Yeah, it's a song that I, I thought it was challenging because um, a lot of times, uh, or at least in some songwriting classes at Berkeley, it's like you kind of learn to write things that are a bit more like stories and everything's super clear and obvious and you have characters and storyline and ending, you know. But then I wanted to write something that was not that at all, you know? What happens if I create visuals and, and kind of like textures in a way with what I'm saying, but really it's about the, the listener. The listener creates their experience um, through the words I'm using. So it's very open to interpretation. It's, it's very much kind of abstract, the equivalent of abstract art, I would say. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you don't always have to spoon feed the audience. And, and sometimes you have so much, so, something so clear to say that, yeah, go ahead, you know? Uh, but I really wanted to play with that this time, and it, it's the only song that I have that's on those terms. Uh, but it talks about, the, the, the title means three walls and a scream. Okay. That's what it translates. And I wanted to talk about how, I mean, the main idea is how you are, when you are trapped, when you feel trapped in four walls, right, that's the expression, but you speak up, and when you speak up, you, you break out. You break one of those walls and come out, so that's why it's... Three walls and a scream. That was kind of like the main idea around it, um, and how that sometimes it's really hard to to speak up. And and I talk about having like this knot in my in my throat. So, so yeah, that's that's a little bit of tres paredes un grito. Fantastic. Um, and then could you talk a little bit about you know your your musical partner? I mean, how did you meet him? And you know, what's the uh, you know does he does he contribute to your to your music as well? Yes, so um, I met Sam in Berkeley. I think it was like first week. So that's cool. And first we entered our relationship before we ever worked together because we did really, really different stuff. He's more like a metalhead mm. and, and I was doing my Latin pop thing. So I was like, okay, two different worlds. <laughs> but um, later on, it's not. it's been quite recent since we started working together. Uh, mostly because he he's an arranger, he's a guitar player, and I was like, hey, you want to just join me in these performances and stuff? And he was like, yeah, sure. So now that's when it started, really kind of for, for performances. Um, and then we found, we've been finding this kind of middle ground where it's still kind of rock, but it's still folky. Um, 
So in this song that comes out in August for Gustavo Cerati is really like the first thing that we're gonna put out there in the world that was done purely the two of us. And that's awesome because I don't need to work with someone that's on the other side of the world or, you know, it's just really great to bring that with me. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said he's from New Zealand originally? He's from New Zealand, grew up in Austin, Texas. And ah. yeah, then we met in Boston. One, and then we came back because of, you know, kind of finding roots and, and traveling back to, to, you know, where he was from. I was like, sure, sure. I've heard New Zealand school. <laughs> And and yeah, just I guess it's it's really really important to have whoever it is, but just someone that you work on you you work on your projects and and that knows you knows what your vision is, and that doesn't only have the skills but you have a good relationship with them. That's super important. Excellent. So um, assuming that we do get out of this, you you mentioned you wanted to go back to um, uh, Ecuador. What was the plan? You know, what was the plan? Um, you know, were you planning to tour and, and go just go around? Or were you finding a home base to, like, record out of? Or Yes. So, well, I have to go back to Ecuador for different reasons. But I, um, I'm lucky that the producer who did Metamorphosis is also from Ecuador and is living there now. So that would be great. I mean, I could go record with him again. Um, and then... Once I'm in Latin America again, I would love to to travel around and do some tours. I'd love to go back to Mexico, go to uh, uh, Peru and Colombia. Um, and yeah, just travel around, tour around. That would be great. And start working on the next next album. Right now, I think I'm going to focus a bit more on singles um, or shorter albums. Mostly because of, I mean... There are concepts that just need to be a bit a bit smaller, and since the attention span of people nowadays is really short anyway, so it's like okay, perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna uh, you know start to wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? Um. Nothing. I would just say while you're in quarantine, people go help help your friends, help your musician friends by just listening to their music and Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff, because that's, that's the only thing we can do now. Um, so yeah, just um, stay safe and don't go crazy at home. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, it's been been uh, you know pleasure uh, catching up with you again, so continued success for the future. Thank you so much. Yes, yeah, stay in touch. I look forward to, to listening to the, to the new stuff. Thank you so much. It's been great to talk with you again. (laughs) Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast, including finding out who I'll be interviewing next by signing up for the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There you'll also find show notes for every episode, some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more. While you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma. And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Oriana Setz. 
The song translates as Three Wolves and a Scream. And I know I'm going to butcher the name in Spanish, but it's Tres Paredes y un Grito. Hope you enjoy it. sueño, esa sed que me hace un nudo, siento el hilo 